baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. John Harbaugh met with the media today as Monday press conferences. The Ravens will start getting ready for the Chiefs on Wednesday. And let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Cordell Woodland covers the Ravens for us here at the Fan. He was there and he joins us now. Cordell, thanks as always for joining us. So after the game, Lamar Jackson talked about a halftime conversation. I know other players like Nelson Aguilar talked about it, but did Harps push back on, on this quote tirade a little bit today? Yeah, I asked him about it. I mean, I, I asked him if he had even seen that side of Lamar uh, before um, the, the, the version of Lamar that they got to see at halftime. And he, he thought it was kind of overblown. You know, he, he thought the, the whole halftime speech and everything was uh, was a story that, that's kind of being talked about too much. He, th- he thinks Lamar's play should be talked about more, and it's hard to disagree with that. And I mean, I, I think everybody is has been talking mm. about Lamar's play as well. But, um, yeah, he made it seem like it was, you know, something usual for him. I mean, of course, he, you know, everybody talks about how Lamar has been more of a vocal leader this year compared to years past. And, I mean, look, when you're back against the wall and it's winter go home and you go into the locker room at halftime and you see a team that you are probably head and shoulders better than right there tied with you at halftime, I mean, it's going to make you feel uneasy. You know, it's, it's going to make you feel a certain way. So not surprised to see Lamar be one of the many people, I'm sure, that were upset in the locker room at that time. But it was good to see them uh, kind of look like a totally different team in the second half. And in the second half, they really leaned into the ground game, Cordell. Justice Hill had a career-high 66 yards with the bulk of that coming in the second half. Uh, do you Could you consider Justice Hill as one of the more underrated players on this team? Oh, you have to. You have to. He's, he's always there when they need him to be. And, you know, it seems like as there's been a variety of times in the past where at least in terms of the role of being a running back in this offense, they've been reluctant to hand him the keys. It's like he's there when they need him to be, and as soon as somebody comes back, whether that's from health or they sign somebody, it's like Justice Hill is kind of bumped back down the depth chart. But to his credit, he's always ready to play. He's always ready to go whenever they call his number. He's battled back from injuries. I mean, you think back to OTAs, he was the only running back really showing up out there at the time. You know, he's the only guy that they really had to be able to get some of those everyday reps with guys that were you would thought to be starters in this offense at that time. So, um, yeah, he, he's always there when they need him to be, and especially when you think about Keaton Mitchell going down and, you know, what he was providing for them at the time when he suffered that injury. You didn't know if you'd be able to get even a glimpse of that uh, once he went down. So it's good to see Justice getting some splash plays of his own, and he, he's been showed his worth in, in terms of being a, a third down back and helping in pass pro and helping – uh, catch some passes out of the backfield as well. And it, it's, it's forced him to kind of forego what he's really great at, which is special teams. So he just continues to be an all-around great player for him. I feel like Justin Matabike's performance has kind of gone overlooked or, or uh, not talked about that much. And maybe part of it is just because he's been East Coast 
Aaron Donald uh, this season. But um, I, I just thought he was an absolute game wrecker in the run. And then also, I mean, you're talking about seven pressures and five quarterback hurries and two quarterback hits and C.J. Stroud seemingly not needing a V8 to straighten back up because he was leaning to the right and rolling to the right and pretty much running himself out of bounds, throwing balls into the stands because Matabike was collapsing the pocket from the interior. Yeah, Matabike, I mean, on a day where the defense didn't get any takeaways or any sacks, they they were still dominant. And, and Matabike was a big reason for that. Like you said, he had the seven pressures. I mean, he, he was great in the run game, which is, which is good to see. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like I really had any – worries about Houston running all over them. They've had some moments this year, especially Devin Singletary, where he, he's been really good for them um, running the ball, catching passes. But the Ravens cut that out early um, and forced them to go one-dimensional. And C.J. Stroud made some plays in the first half, but you could tell in the second half that the game sped up on him uh, quite a bit, and in large part due to Mike McDonald uh, sending some heat at times where he wasn't in the first half, and guys like Matabike winning their one-on-one matchups, which they've done a good job of doing all year to this point. I mean, I, I think Matabike is a stud. I, I, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I don't think he's, you know, his performance has been talked about a lot just because, you know, if you didn't notice him getting those pressures, it's tough to really see what his contributions were because they're not all going to show up on the box score, but he, he definitely had a great game. We're speaking to Cordell Woodland. It's inside access on the fan. Cordell, John Harbaugh was also asked about the health of a Marlon Humphrey, a Mark Andrews. Didn't say much, as you would expect, but do you think that both of them end up playing this weekend? Well, I, I think I think both is a long shot, honestly. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen Marlon get on the practice field in some sort of capacity last week to help my optimism. Um, for his chances to play this week, so he he's one that I'm I, I'm kind of you know down on right now. I, I I don't feel great about Marlon playing next week. And look, we'll see what happens on Wednesday if he's out there practicing and so forth the rest of the week. But um, with him not practicing last week, him not doing really much football activity at all over the three the last three plus weeks, and you combine that with how this secondary is played without him. It's not like you have this crazy sense of urgency. I mean, look, you want your best players on the field, no doubt. I don't want to make it seem like they're better off without Marlon Humphrey or they don't need him. But when you see what guys like Ronald Darby and Brandon Stevens and Arthur Millette and all those guys have been able to do when called upon and stepping in for Marlon, who's been hurt quite a bit this year, I mean, you don't feel like you have to rush that guy back. So, I, I'm I'm kind of down on him playing, but Mark, you know, Mark, I'm definitely optimistic about. How could you not be? He finishes the season back-to-back full participants in practice last week. He looked good as the week went on. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, this could be a week where he really does try to give it a go. Cordell Woodland, always great, buddy. Thank you so much for your time, as always. When are you shaking up sports? Uh, I'll be back on tomorrow night. Awesome. Well, listen then. Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Coming up next, a little purple rain in the forecast. John Harbaugh, he met with Cordell Woodland and the rest of the assembled media. We'll hear from him next here on The Fan. Ravens defeat the Texans Saturday 34-10. And let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline because joining us to talk about it 
his right guard for the Baltimore Ravens, Kevin Zeitler. And Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to start with this, and it's a tweet your wife posted on Saturday night. It said, first playoff win for Kevin Zeitler. My tears are literally freezing to my face. So just uh, obviously she got emotional. How was it? You've had a long and very good career to finally win your first playoff game. Um, it was incredible. I have a lot of crazy playoff experience, about experienced everything that possibly could have happened. And now to finally get a win, I'll take it, especially with this team. Well, Kevin, whatever was said during halftime, uh, clearly it worked because the offense really got into gear, four straight scoring drives. Uh, are you able to let us in on some uh, <laughs> of what Lamar Jackson had to say, minus the profanity? Huh. Well, I'll say this, since Lamar's wanted to keep it private, I'll keep it private. But Lamar is a heck of a leader. He's everything our team needs. And the team goes as he goes. So he got us right. One of the plays that we thought kind of iced this thing a little bit and and, and really tipped the scales in, in your guys' favor was the fourth and one at midfield in the bootleg. And then Lamar's out in the open field and he's doing his thing. We used to have your buddy Bradley Bozeman on with us every week. And a lot of times he'd tell us, like, sometimes a call would come in and everybody be in the huddle and it's like, we're about to rip our hearts out. Did you Did you guys have a sense that that was going to be a backbreaker? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I think the call came in, and, you know, it's all on Lamar to make the decision here and there, and obviously he made the right call, and it worked out. <laughs> We're talking to Kevin Zeitler. It's inside access here on the fan. Kevin, obviously nobody's 100% right now it's late in the season but and and we know you how you're you're damn tough but how are you feeling because you obviously you miss some time how are you feeling right now oh man i feel i'm guessing i feel like anyone else is still playing football at this point you know i think it's like week 26 28 if you count all of training camp and I'm sure everyone's sore as heck right now uh, Kevin, you mentioned earlier uh, Lamar Jackson and his uh, leadership, and we've heard multiple players say that this has been a different Lamar Jackson this season. Uh, have you seen that? Uh, I think so. You know, I think he's really been empowered. You know, I think he's having a lot of fun. I think that really helps. And uh, obviously he's also been healthy the whole year. So you put it all together and you're just seeing, you know, full prime version of Lamar. The word sort of on the street for a while has been like, all right, well, maybe you can blitz the Ravens, right? And maybe you get to Lamar that way. And, you know, we know what Flores did on the Thursday night game in Miami. Fangio's tried it a, a bit as well. This was pretty extreme for D'Amico Ryans. I mean, I think it was 72% of the dropbacks in the first half, over 80% in the second half. Does that ever catch you guys by surprise anymore? Or do you just figure that a lot of these guys are going to shed their skin and do it differently and try to throw the kitchen sink at you? Um, I mean, you never kind of know. You never know how a team's going to play us, you know, with the Lamar effect. You know, there's so many different ways. And, uh, you know, we just had to be ready for anything and everything. And, uh, you know, it was uh, quite a bit, like you said, uh, last uh, Saturday. What was the crowd like from your perspective? Uh, obviously, the, the defense loved it because they, they caused five false starts and a delay a game. Uh, I loved it. You know, anytime you get that home field advantage in the playoff, you need to take advantage. And the fans really uh, – you know, get helped us a lot. We're speaking to Kevin Zeidler. It's inside access on the fan. Uh, Kevin, offensive line, your unit has dealt with some injuries. We've had uh, rotating tackles at times throughout this season. Has it been a little tough with some starts and stops with uh, the offensive line this year? I mean, you know, it's just something that every deal is. You never know with the O line. There's so many different guys, so many different things can happen. I ain't given player game. 
And, you know, that sucks, but uh, luckily we've been able to overcome. We have great depth, and then with rotating tackles, it allows, you know, multiple guys to get, you know, live game experience, which can help because you never know on the next play. A lot's been made of Lamar and, and, and his growth and maybe becoming more vocal. Um, how about for your, your young center there, Tyler Linderbaum? Has he kind of grown into um, that role? Because, right, a lot is expected of the center to kind of be a big part of that, that chain of command and that central nervous system of the offense. Uh, yeah, he just keeps growing and keeps getting better and better. Uh, you know, he came in with high expectation, and he's lived out to him every step of the way. And I He's probably like, you know, top three, top two center in football already. Kevin, is this the most fun? You've been playing this game since 2012. Is this the most fun you've had in a season? And and obviously, it's it's you, know, you hope it's far from over. There's still work to be done. But how much fun are you having? I'm having a lot of fun. Like, the group of guys we have, uh, just the personality of the team, like everything is just uh, absolutely amazing. Right, Kevin, looking ahead to this AFC championship, uh, going up against the tough Chiefs front, Chris Jones and company, uh, what do you think of that group? Um, incredible. You know, they've been, you know, in this AFC. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championship the last six years, they're defending champs. It's going to take everything we have plus more. And, you know, it's going to be a great challenge. You you get to face this defense uh, on a regular basis at practice. And, and, again, they just held an opponent right to only a field goal, obviously the touchdown on special teams. You're a student of the game. Do, do you ever sit back and kind of wonder, like, man, I don't? how would we attack them if we had to play them in a game that really mattered? Or from week to week, do you ever sit there and kind of wonder, like, I wonder, like where are these dudes going to find their yards against this group? Uh, I mean, I, we had to deal with them, you know, all of training camp. And that was not very fun. So, you know, I'm uh, glad they're having all of the success, all the guys over there are all having success, and I hope they keep playing incredibly well and do the job they need to do. Kevin Zeiler, before we let you go, one last question, not a sports question, but it's a question we ask every guest that joins the show for the first time, helps settle debate here in the room. Simply, are you a bar soap or body wash person? Uh, I'm a body wash person. Smart man. Hey, Kevin Zeitler, thanks so much for taking some time with us. We really appreciate it. Continued success. Best of luck. Hopefully this season continues for a few more weeks. Uh, yeah, that's the goal. That's all <laughs> we need. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, coming up next, we, uh, we'll have a little purple rain in the forecast, as we teased earlier, but now we're going to do it for real. Harbs met with the media. What did he have to say today? You're going to hear it next here on The Fan. 1057 The Fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Inside access to the castle with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. Okay, appreciate everybody being here. Uh, we are preparing for the Chiefs. First... Uh, Conference championship game since 1971, I've been told. And uh, matter of fact, Jerry Sandusky told me that right after the game. So it was pretty cool to hear that from uh, Jerry. He was, I think he was probably about 10 years old when that happened, he said. His dad was the O-line coach. But uh, 
We're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. It's a, it's a huge challenge. Playing a great football team, very talented, very well coached, uh, know how to win. They've been in these situations many times. I think they've been in the championship game. Maybe this is their sixth time in a row. So they've been here before. Uh, it'll be a big challenge for us. It's our first time with, with this team and these guys. Uh, but we're up for the challenge, and we're excited. John Harbaugh telling stories and anecdotes and also fitting in that he's excited about the challenge to take on the Chiefs, who, if you haven't heard this before, and you may have, you've been paying attention, Pat Mahomes has played in the AFC Championship game every single year of his career, mm-hmm. so this one's no different, except it's on the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the Governor Westmore on on Friday. And we asked him the question, one of the questions of the day on Friday in our poll, would you rather have the Chiefs or the Bills? And he went full Ric Flair and basically was like, to be the man, you got to be the man. And you want to know if you're completely battle tested and you were the best team in the league that year? As much as they've answered the bell every time it rang, it's a different bell mm-hmm. in the championship game with Andy Reid and Patrick Effin Mahomes. Now we get to find out. Yeah, it's the defending champs, and this is a team that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson have struggled against. They won the last matchup in 2021, but Patrick Mahomes 3-1 and against Lamar Jackson. And it just seems right. Like, the football gods, they, they got this great... Uh, path for Lamar Jackson if he is to win his first Super Bowl to have to go through Patrick Mahomes. It just feels right. More from John Harbaugh. Hey, Harbs, do you compare this playoff run to, say, Uh-oh. the one in 2012? Comparison question? Uh, you know, I don't think it really applies too much. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's a new time, you know, and uh, this is this game. It just It's us. It's this team against that team at this time, and that's what we're focused on. we got to keep it simple. Just get ready to play the game. It doesn't apply. He does. Try, you know, I dare somebody to ask that question again. It's some variant of that question on Thursday or Friday. Oh. Well, he doesn't talk Thursday. It's Friday. Go yeah. back at him with that on Friday. Sounds I, like a job I, for Melissa. I double dog yeah. dare you. Oh. <laughs> Send her into the Lions then? <laughs> or, or, or Aloysius. Well, well, Aloysius. Would do yeah. it. Oh, Harbs would yeah. definitely uh, clap See, but, yeah, but, but, yeah, but I think it would kind of, it might diffuse him a little bit. Yeah. Anybody mm. other than Jerry, look out. Aloysius asked Harbs about his dancing on Sun, on Saturday night, and it, it did kind of diffuse him a little bit. He was all excited about He's that. He's got some moves. He oh, uh, you see, hey, those social media dance moves, so those are some something special. I can't dance like that. Who's got is it that like, than I, I don't even know enough about dancing to know whether that's – is that – no, that's it just seemed a little white awkward guy. to me, right? No, like that, there. I mean, was, I'm not missing no, something. He was doing he's something with his thing. arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pump. yeah. I, I think it's just yeah. a white guy trying to, you know. I dance. mean, he utilized all <laughs> the space available. He did. Think. He did. Like when he started going, like, like la- he went well, laterally. Not, he went like horizontally, vertically. They did clear the floor for him. Yeah, yeah and he took and he <laughs> he used that entire area. Oh, no, he made the most of his surroundings. It's back to back. It's like at the wedding when the you make room for the couple of they. And they used the entire circumference. Harbs used the entire circumference. <laughs> he used it all. Hey, more from Harbs. Uh, Andy Reid was his uh, his head coach in Philly when he was an assistant. Talks about his relationship with Coach Reid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, obviously it's uh, it's a big deal in terms of uh, the relationship. It goes back a long, long, long way. And utmost respect for Andy. Utmost uh, appreciation for what he's accomplished as a coach. Uh, we were together. For 10 years, you know, the first 10 years uh, there in Philly. And uh, 
uh, you know, we were in a lot of championship games, you know, and a lot of playoff games, and it was, uh, it was, I learned so much, you know, I just learned so much as a coach and as a person. Uh, then competing against him now all these years has been uh, really challenging. I mean, Andy's a great coach, he's got a great staff. You name all the guys, Tom Melvin, Dave Tobe, all the guys that have come through there that, uh, that we knew from, from the Eagles. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a very talented group of people and have the utmost respect for them. He loves Andy Reid, but this one would mean like obviously going to a Super Bowl is a big deal. But if you go through Andy Reid to do it, I think that would be uh, mean a lot to Harps. He he's obviously um, cut some interesting swaths through the playoffs. I mean, the weirdest one obviously always will be facing his brother in the Super Bowl. Like, yes, that, that happened. That's bonkers. But you look at the final four teams standing in the AFC. Three of them are Andy Reid. Wow. I mean, McDermott was his. I mean, yeah, he yeah. McDermott was yeah. a kid on his staff, and then when yeah. Jim Johnson got sick, he replaced. You know what I mean? He became one of the youngest coordinators in the league. Harbs obviously came from Philadelphia, and so mm-hmm. three of the final four. And then there's the knee biter. Well, I'm saying in the AFC. No, I mean, yeah, but yeah, you got the knee biter in the NFC. I in like. the N- NFC, uh, yeah. Uh, well, Todd, Bo- Todd, I, he could kind of, sort of. Claim Todd Bowles. Didn't Todd, did Todd, didn't Todd Bowles play? Did Todd oh, Bowles he's a overlap with did him he, in did Philly? He, did he at play the very for Andy start? Reed? Maybe at the beginning. Maybe at the beginning. Yeah. Not Dan Campbell. No. Not Kyle Shanahan. No. Not LaFleur. No. By the way, did, is it just me or even though LaFleur and uh, Shanahan are connected, I don't think LaFleur is fond of Shanahan. Yeah, I don't think there Shanahan, seems to be something there. Did Shanahan not? I feel like when they left Atlanta, Shanahan didn't take him with him. Okay, and that's when he kind of scrambled and ended up in the Titans, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, there's something there. You can tell. Wrong guy won that game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's first time uh, Shanahan's ever. lucky as hell. He still doesn't have that uh, no wins yeah, trailing in the fourth just, quarter. Just thing. about to give that stat. Yeah. Was you think you, you think uh, think he waited on the field goal the way he did because of that? Maybe, maybe he could have kicked that field goal in the third quarter. He could have. Then he wouldn't have been down eight. Yeah, or he might have missed that one too. Well, his guy was better than the other yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but that there was some serious rain in that game. Oh, stop! <laughs> Please, that, you hear that excuse for Purdy? No. How about him trying to dry his hand off in the middle? Of, like, bro, come on. Glove on, on glove off. Play, stop. Lamar Demetrius Jackson looked pretty damn good in the rain against Miami. I'll tell you that. Hey, Arbs, more more from him. He understands what this game means to the fans of Baltimore. Yeah, it seemed like it meant a lot. I'll tell you, the fans, it was meaningful. Even driving out of the stadium, there's still people everywhere, lined around everywhere. And, of course, I rolled my window down, you know, and kind of, you know, yelled and yelled, go Ravens and stuff like that. It was, it was really fun. Uh, it was loud. It was... Uh, it was emotional. You could just tell how much it meant. And I would, I would say that this is, uh, this is even bigger. No Trippy though. We need Harbs well, yeah. early in the week. Still early. Yeah. If Trippy gets all over the world to see them play, how is he not going to be able to get into this home game? Trippy's going to be able. Yeah. To He'll be there. Would think. I'd be. I stunned. have full faith in Trippy. I'd yeah. be stunned. He should be in the Harbaugh suite for this one. I think he so. He should be in the Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? He should awesome. infiltrate the Taylor Swift. I, I would hate Trippy like behind yeah. her holding a sign. Yeah. On CBS. Well, it says, hello. <laughs> That's like his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like a Trippy with a hello sign with Taylor Swift. Get some bad blood going. That's a reference. Mm, really? There you go. Yeah. That's good. Hey, let's get one more from John Harbaugh. And he, said, he talks about the secondary. He says he trusts all these guys no matter who's out there. 
No doubt. I mean, Ronald Darby has played outstanding. Brandon Stevens has played outstanding. Arthur Millette has played outstanding. Uh, Rock has played outstanding. All those guys have stepped up and played very good. The coverage has been out, this has just been great. Uh, and, and with Marlon, I, I promise you, if Marlon can go, he will. If he can practice, he will. I think you'll see it as the week goes on based on how much he practices. You'll probably get a pretty good feel for it. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if he can be out there, you know, he'll for sure be out there. So uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful. We'll have to see what happens. Does does Rocky Sin's outstanding take away from Darby's outstanding? Huh? He said they all played outstanding. He said well, Rocky Sin played two snaps. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Doesn't it kind of take away no. if you call, say use the same word for every single I one of them? You got to do your own work. You yeah. gotta you gotta know what is really outstanding and what's not. Yeah. But it's, he's gonna you know he's he, he's a coach. He's gonna pump everybody he's up. Gonna take up for his guys. I would use he different likes words. His guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know that one. I'd say, you know, Rock was really good, too. I was right about Todd Bowles. Yeah, Ryan, one Ryan year. checked it. I thought they overlapped. Yeah, mm-hmm. one year. That was a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good call. Good work, Ryan. Hey, coming up next, we'll get the text of the day. We'll preview tomorrow's show. We got BFD at 6 o'clock. BFD, BFD. Full-blown? Full-blown. Oh, oh. Into the no Kevin crunches? Will- into Talking Terps. Oh, With man. Kevin Talking Willard. Terps. Oh. Wow, that's, that, that, that one's going to yeah, come back to bite yeah, them. Man. They needed that one. Ah, oh, yeah. At home against Sparty. Yeah. You cut the 15 point lead. It was bad. Needed it was, to win that game. It was bad. Bad turnovers. But that's next here on the Fed. Let's get right to it because we got to get to BFD tonight at six. The big they'll, one. They'll be, they'll be breaking down this football game uh, coming up at six o'clock. Oh. The, the bone, bone, the bone he's got in his no producer, Ben Hall. He's got no Rita. He's, he's got, got Ben. He's got no Ryan Ripkin. He's got no Cordell Woodland. He'll figure it out. I have not crutched what, once. I think once so far this year with Cordell. I did. You would know. It's just been me. He, he would know far better I, than I, me. I, he would know his crutches. <laughs> I would. With all those buffer weeks, it's hard to keep uh, Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Then we had the holidays. Yes. We had the short uh, weeks, yeah. no Monday shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of buffering. Whatever. But let's get right to the text of the day. Check one, two. Check. Check. All right, guys, uh, this text comes from Alex at White Marsh. I'm done with Marlon Humphrey. He can, yes. he can go get paid to do his podcast, give his money to Justin Matabike, and give me Darby and Stevens as my quarterbacks of the future. Wow. Hey. Done with Marlon. Dar- I don't know, how old's Ronald Darby to call him a cornerback of the future? Yeah, he's older. 30? Yeah. He's got to be older than Marlon. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald Darby is 30. Yeah. Well, I said 30. I'm at 30. Oh. You know, he's new here. What? He's newish. Yeah. He's new here, guys. He's new here. Yeah, he's been I a think very that, good son. I would think that they're going to go to Marlon this offseason and say, you know what, Marlo, it's t- time for a little Marlo. haircut. Well, that's what their friends call him, Marlo. Okay. Didn't they just do that, though? Well, they're going to have to do it again. <laughs> I don't really th- I think it was more just a restructure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a haircut. He hasn't taken the, the hit in the wallet. He's still got three years left on his deal. Yeah. yeah I think there's, what, some guaranteed money this year? I don't want to. There's a when, lot. <laughs> when when he played this year, I mean, outside of the first game back, George Pickens, I mean, he was playing well. Yeah. But it's well, just we The Rams him, game was not a good well, look. That, yeah, but the first game's back from those injuries. He okay. struggled. But, yeah, man, I mean, he's missed a lot of games over the past couple of years. 2021, he missed five games. This year, he missed half the season. That's not good. 
It's not good. Gotta yeah. take that 20 mil and shift it to Matabike. Yeah. Well, he's he's gonna get franchised. Then they got a year to figure to that out. Yeah. They're, they're not letting him out of the building. You can't do that. No. That can't happen. That'd be bad. Uh, Maybe you could trade Marcus Williams. I don't know. Yeah. That's another yeah. big well, ticket he's, item. He's, but he's got guaranteed. He's, he's got, got a big five, chunk of guarantee. Five million guarantee? I'm saying maybe next year. Maybe to his credit, him. he paid a decent game. Sorry. Uh, what do we got on tomorrow's show? Tomorrow's show, Cynthia Freeland, who's got to be pumped she up. She was in she Detroit. Was her, she was there. Her alliance in the NFC Championship. Rita Hubbard, Mark Schlereth. Aditi Kinkabwala, everybody. She was uh, in sidelines. Yeah, yeah, for the Bills game, Bills Chiefs. So get a preview yeah, with Aditi. She'll give us some Kansas City stuff. Yeah. And that'll be good. Ah, but that is it for us because coming up next is BFD mm. continuing to talk about the Ravens. But we'll be back tomorrow, too, here on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.